Hi, I'm your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to My Weirdest Experience Podcast. This is the podcast of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience. It's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm with AJ J. Kumar. He is the host of My 7 Chakras podcast, which gets 5 million downloads. He's a certified breathwork instructor and AJ has been so gracious to have me on his podcast twice over the past couple of years, and I'm so thrilled to talk to him today. He's going to share a couple of healing stories with us today. So welcome to the show, AJ. Thanks, Dina. How are you doing? Good. It's good to see you again. It's good to see you too. Always good to see you. So tell our audience a little bit more about yourself and then segue into the story you'd like to share with us today. Sure. Uh, so I'm currently based in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Um, originally from Mumbai, India, and I came here about seven years back now. And like you mentioned, what I do is I host this podcast, My Seven Chakras, where we talk about a variety of topics such as breathwork, yoga, Ayurveda, spirituality, and all those amazing topics that people seem to be interested about. And I help people not just reduce stress and alleviate anxiety, but also experience these more subtler realms of experience, get in touch with their you know, true selves, their authentic selves using breathwork and uh, meditation. And uh, yeah, so my journey began, I think about nine, nine years back, maybe slightly more when I was very stressed out at my work and I was doing a retail job at that point. So working long hours, including weekends, eating food at odd hours. So I was very stressed and very anxious. And I was looking for a way to de-stress and to feel better. And that's how I stumbled upon like things like meditation and chakra balancing. And when I used my visualization to visualize these energy balls in my body, and used some breathing. I was fascinated by how relaxed I was able to get within a short period of time. And that sort of made me want to start a podcast as well. And before you know it, I've now completed 410 episodes. And it's been an amazing journey so far because I've been able to connect with people from all over the world, including yourself. And over the years, I've been able to improve myself in terms of my skills my abilities, and also uh, learning how to use energy as well as the breath in order to, you know, transform my life. But that hasn't been without its hiccups, without its obstacles and challenges. And hopefully on this podcast, we can go over some of them. Great. So I can't wait to hear. I mean, you must receive so much information from the people you talk to. I know that I just started my podcast last month, mm-hmm. but I've learned, I met some great people already. I've learned some things. They've helped me with some of my challenges. So it's wonderful for us to be able to learn from each other and help heal each other in that way. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel talk by itself is a therapy, right? Just by talking. And I find it happens for my guests as well. They feel so relaxed and you know, in touch with themselves after our conversation, because our podcasts normally last for about 75 to 80 minutes. So it's a long conversation about topics that really light both of us up. And yeah, I've received a lot of information, you know, from my guests over the years. And um, sometimes I feel that it goes from my brain directly into the Akashic records. I don't remember all of it. But what I do remember is certain things that have a recurring pattern, you know, like things like the importance of self-love, self-care, the importance of meditation. And, the, and when it happens multiple times, it sort of re-emphasizes the importance 
of these things, right? So that's what I really value. Sometimes you listen to something once, it doesn't register. But if you listen to the same thing like 10, 20, 30 times, then be like, hmm, I got to pay more attention to that. Right, right. So all those synchronicities, you know, those patterns show up and you want to pay attention to the patterns. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Very true. And uh, one of the patterns that I'm noticing right now in my life is the importance of um, not waiting for tomorrow or not getting too hung up about yesterday or something that happened months back. Because as human beings, we tend to hold on to our memories, right? And while you know it's important to be to cherish your memories, getting too attached to your memories or getting too attached to the future is a form of illness, in my opinion. It only leads to its downfall. So instead, you know, just completely detaching yourself from things, memories, right, emotions, and being in the present moment. That's, that's the biggest gift that one can have. And also in the present moment, if you feel that you need to say something to somebody, then do it right away. Right? Don't wait for like tomorrow or a couple of months down the line. If you feel something deep within, whether it's something good you want to share with somebody, you want to praise them, you want to offer them kindness, or maybe you want to have a tough dialogue as well, like a difficult conversation. Don't postpone it. Have it right away. Because in the present moment, uh, there is a gift, which you might not have tomorrow or months later. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's wonderful advice for relationships. Because you really need to talk everything out, bring it up and put it out there. Because if not, it turns into resentment and it affects all areas of your relationship. So just ask, even if you were hurt, just ask questions about what happened. Oh, yeah. That's so true, you know, and also you need to know how to ask questions as well. A lot of people, when questions are asked, the other person gets in a way conflict mode, like you're attacking them. But if you ask in a, in a very nice way, in a very subtle way, so that it's more about the conversation, not about the identity, then who knows, you know, you might be making certain assumptions and maybe it's not true, but it's important to at least have that dialogue to at least know that you're both on the same page. Right. So that communication is so important especially with relationships intimate ones <laughs> yeah and because i've been married for a long time i've been with my husband a long time so yeah that is advice that i do share don't hold back and don't worry about saying something because it's not written in stone it yeah. actually may not even be actually what you really feel all the time. You just felt it mm-hmm. that w- moment. But talking about it releases yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I think people are scared to talk about it. It's like, you know, we live in a world where everything's recorded. You mm-hmm. know, we're, nobody's recording what you're saying when you're having a yeah. private conversation. You know, you're just yeah. having a conversation. Yeah, it's very true. Like sometimes talking about it or maybe just writing it down on a journal can really help you because then you're making the subjective experience objective. um, And in doing so, you're creating some distance between that challenge or that thought pattern or the emotion that you're experiencing between that and you. And that sometimes feels better. And if you give it some time, you'll come up with a solution immediately. Your, Your mind is... Your subconscious mind is now working on it the moment you pay some attention to it. Right. So it's fascinating. I, I, we're on the same page because I do encourage people to write things down. And when you write it down, it transforms the energy from mental mm-hmm. energy to something physical on paper. And then even more, so it gets it out of your head, number one. Yeah. So it's not circulating in your head all the time anymore because you wrote it down. And then you yeah. can do things to kind of finalize the releasing of that if you want to. Yeah. Like writing down what you want to release and burning it or burning mm, yeah. it or tearing it up and throwing it away, you know? Yeah, for sure. I'm getting more and more into some of these 
magical routines like creating a sigil, which I'm doing for my mom's health right now. So I'm just creating a sigil that stands for and symbolizes her health and then sending energy towards that. I find it it's really effective. And so you did mention before we recorded that your mom's healing journey was quite interesting. Did you want to share with the listeners about that? Yeah. Uh, do you mind if I start from the mushroom journey and then sort of sure enter? start yeah. where you want to? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, if someone's listening to this podcast right now, I think they're pretty um, agreeable that, you know, we're living in a very strange world right now in a way weird world right now. And somebody from 2018 wouldn't believe what is happening at the moment amount of defi- divisiveness, the amount of control, the amount of uh, rules that are being you know, laid down from top to bottom that people have to blindly agree, right? This is, so we are living in a strange world right now. And in, the, in this strangeness, I feel that a lot of people are called to really um, understand who they truly are and understand what their purpose is on earth and discover the essence behind this physical body that we're living right now because we notice so many challenges or obstacles maybe in our life and things we once thought was, you know, we took for granted. Maybe it's not there. Maybe it's a job or maybe our health, right? So a lot of changes happening. And so people are getting into this uh, spiritual quest. And I myself have been on this quest for many years now, Uh, but this year, uh, at the beginning of year, when I was setting down my goals and setting down my intentions, one of the things I wanted to do was to experience magic mushrooms in a ceremonial setting. And I actually had spoken to a friend of mine from California, and I did an interview with her to speak to her about her experience, because she, she did, I think, maybe 10 journeys in a single year. So she was doing a lot of it and she had a lot of breakthroughs and I just wanted to have one experience right? because I've never done um, mushrooms before. And so, you know, when you, when you set an intention, you automatically start attracting people into your life. And I came in touch with, you know, some uh, people who were able to, they were hosting a shamanic slash ceremony um, somewhere on the outskirts of Vancouver. And so I, I went there and um, yeah, I wanted to set the intention for a lot of things that I wanted to release in my life, but also things that I wanted to manifest and attract. And um, it was really surreal, that experience, because what was supposed to happen was uh, it would start at about 5 p.m., lasting up to next morning, like 3.34 in the morning. And uh, you might be aware of sweat lodges, right? Sweat lodges. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we were first going to do the sweat lodge, where if your listeners are not aware, basically it's like an ancient form of sauna, I guess. It's like a small tent. You got to crawl and go inside. There's about eight to 10 people sitting, uh, breathing, chanting, praying. And then there's a hole that's dug in between and hot rocks are placed there. And then people pour water on top of that in a way that releases steam or smoke. And so... Uh, I, I did that and uh, it was hard because we did it for like three hours, first time for me. And yeah, sweating a lot, maybe coughing a lot, also releasing a lot of toxins that had collected in my body. And um, so I don't know anything about this, AJ. So yeah. w- when you take the mushrooms, are they dried? Are they, how do you take it? Yeah, mushrooms are dried. I mean, you can take it in many ways, I guess, but, um, and you can either chew the mushrooms directly or you can consume it in powdered form. Because we were, after the sweat lodge ended, we moved, right, to the yurt where we were going to have the mushrooms. And they said, do you want to have it, you want to chew it or do you want to have it in powdered form? So I, you know, decided to chew it. And uh, what was fascinating was before we, we, from the place of the sweat lodge to the year, it was like a two, five minute journey in the dark. It was like completely dark by then. And we could hear the owls. 
And then as soon as we entered the year, it sat down, we could hear the hyenas in the distance also. And it felt as if, you know, they knew it. They knew that we were going to embark on some spiritual expedition, maybe because they've seen people or sensed people doing it before. Yeah, so then I took like two grams of this mushroom. And by then I was having a bad headache because of the sweat lodge. It was it had yeah. really wrecked my head. And I was like, oh man, I should not have gone to the sweat lodge because now I'm not able to, I might not enjoy the mushroom experience that I was so looking forward to. Um, yeah, and then, you know, people sat down. It was like, there was like a DJ who was playing some relaxing music. And uh, I found it really hard to consume the mushrooms initially. Very slow, very slow. And then people started like moving and dancing in front of me. And then I started getting triggered for everything, a single thing. You know, like they say, when you do these, do this medicine, you come across like a lot of discomfort and a lot of trigger. Everything starts to trigger you, just like life. There's a lot of difficulty and obstacles before you experience that. Mm -hmm. And so like small things, like people are dancing near me. I was like, why are they dancing here? People are opening and closing the windows and it was cold. I was like, why the heck do they want to open the windows? It's so cold. <laughs> and I said, like, oh, I got a stomach pain now. This Because my stomach is not, you know, taking in the mushrooms. So I had a stomach pain and a headache. I was like, okay, fine. This is not going to be my day, not going to be my journey. Maybe I'll have to look forward to something else. But I just sat with the pain, sat with the discomfort. And at the same time, the hosts were like, you know, doing a lot of purging, you know, like putting smoke coming towards you, like blowing smoke, right? And if you had to go out, you had to get, get uh, smudged. And then when you come back, you got to get smudged again so that you protect the room, I guess, energetically mm -hmm. from the energies outside. And then what happened was after about an hour, maybe hour and a half, then it sort of began, you know, taking shape, taking form. And I was like, okay, my headache is gone. My stomach is also gone. Right. And I was like, I'm ready for more because I had taken two grams by then. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this, I, I got to do it. I, I'm ready for it. Right. And then uh, I spoke to the guy because it was you can take as much as you want. So he gave me like two grams more. And then I think I took four grams at the end of it. And I noticed, you know, these visions of my hand, like, you know, creating uh, images like floating. Right. And I was able to look around and in this in the in the air, I could see like, you know, the matrix, like the letters mm -hmm. going, I could see like ancient runes or inscriptions on the wall as if I was reading the, the air, as if there was data information in the air. And um, it was crazy, but um, I felt happy at one point, incredibly excited, exhilarated, joyful, happy. And then it happened. Um, you know, the peacock, have you seen a peacock? Yes. But when you go to, you see a peacock and the peacock knows that everyone's looking at it and then it opens up its plume. Mm -hmm. beautiful feathers for it to display to show you how beautiful it is to show you how proud it is of itself and the same way it felt as if I jumped into the vortex of my mind or some other dimension that seemed like my mind and it was like like a kaleidoscope geometric patterns opening into like new portals with every second like yellow uh, blue uh, green you know, these beautiful, the most beautiful colors I've seen. And I was, I was like diving into that ocean of my subconscious, but yeah, so that happened. And I, you know, this took many hours. I think I finally came out maybe at about four thirty five o'clock because other people had taken just one and a half gram, two gram. I had taken the most. And uh, it also made me vigilant about noticing other people's emotions because According to me, the mushroom will bring out who you already are. So I just became a witness observer and I noticed there was a lot of ego that was showing up in people's energetic bodies. It was crazy. And it was like, like a movie, how people were communicating with each other, judging each other, you know, playing games with each other through that ego you know, archetype. But I was just a witness, uh, you know, because I was just not going to play a part in this game. I was just a you know, witness and really observing what was unfolding for me and for everybody until the dawn you know, started. 
Um, so you notice you the, questions? You notice yeah. the ego of the people in the room? Yeah. Okay. And then when you were seeing things, was it with your eyes closed or your eyes open? Uh, honestly, because of my first time, I felt that the hosts could have done a slightly better job with managing the event because I would have preferred that everyone had their own experience. At a certain point, people were like talking to each other and sharing and stuff like that, which kind of a little bit ruined the experience. But again, you get the medicine that you deserve. Right. Um, sorry, what's your question again? Just were you seeing these visions with your uh, eyes open or closed? Yeah. So along the same lines, I would have preferred if my eyes were closed more of the time, because then I would have gone deeper into the imagery. But every time I did, I would get distracted by somebody talking. Uh, you know, so I had to like mm -hmm. a little wake up and be vigilant because when you're doing this, you're in a very vulnerable position. You're in a very vulnerable position. You don't know them. You fear for your safety. That's why it's important to be in, in, in the midst of somebody who you know, for maybe for years. That's the ideal situation. You know that person really well. You can trust them completely. So when these strangers were talking, laughing, because they were, they were having just one and a half or two grams maybe. And, you know, passing comments, uh, it was, it felt a bit weird in between because I had to like wake up. I would have preferred if everyone did their own thing, right? In their own. And that's what one of the facilitators had intended, but then uh, they had some uh, maybe management issues. Uh, but, you know, you know, I'd, uh, I was all by myself and I enjoyed the closed eye experience and I enjoyed the open eye experience as well. And by the morning, I noticed that my ears had become more fine-tuned. So I could hear the, it had started raining so beautifully. There's a place called Langley, British Columbia. This was in Langley, forest all around. And so it had started raining outside and uh, I could see, hear, the, hear the birds, right, in the distance. And it felt as if I had a deeper sacred appreciation for everything that was in nature. Uh, and then I, I made my way up pushing myself against gravity at, at a certain point because I needed to use the loo and I opened the yurt. Oh my God, it was so fresh. The fresh air was on my face and I had to be very careful when walking. It felt as if I was a newborn baby and I was recalibrating my steps, making mm -hmm. sure that I'm in the right plane and I know how to walk, you know, my balance and stuff like that. Seeing the birds in the, on the, you know, on the trees, it was so beautiful. Like, you know, just being born alive. Sometimes we take things for granted, like the sky, like the trees, like the birds. But this was like eye-opening, ear-opening. And also it felt as if I had let go of some of the things that I was holding on to from the past. Like, you know, it was like, it was like a transition point in, in, in many ways. And mm -hmm. I kept telling myself, how can I ever come back to the old world now that I've been awoken to this reality? The reality that everything that we notice right now is just an illusion. And probably what we see in our wakened state is probably about 2% or maybe less than that of the actual, you know, world that we don't understand. So that was, that was sort of an awakening. So that was just one part. And then after a few days, I had this deep yearning to cleanse my body. And I went into like a three-day full juice cleanse, no coffee, no food. And that was, that took me deeper into this process of cleansing, detoxing, and really awakening. So yeah, I just finished, questions? I just finished my first three-day juice cleanse. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How was it? So it, it was okay. I'm, they allowed like an oatmeal breakfast. Mm. And I've have been having some issues with my digestive system. So, okay. um, kind of basically got cleared out and then I wanted I said this might be a good time to try a juice cleanse so yeah I realized that food is kind of entertainment for me and when you yeah. don't know what you're going to eat when you know you're going to just drink juice like the fun the fun's not there of what I'm going to have for breakfast yeah. what I'm going to have for lunch oh what's for dinner you know that's all gone <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah, very true. But I never really felt hungry, mm. which was good. Mm -hmm. um, it was just, that was probably my biggest takeaway was, 
you know, how much food is entertainment in my yeah. eyes. Yeah, that's very true. And food also, and along with that, what comes, which is the chemical reactions, whether you're taking sugar or whether you're taking carbs or whether you're taking caffeine, it does affect you. For me, the first day was very hard, especially in the evening, 3.34, I developed headaches. Mm. Uh, and I guess that was because of my, uh, you know, change in regimen of not having any sugar or caffeine. Then I had some water with some salts and that seemed to help. Mm -hmm. But once I went through the first day, the second day, third day was much better. Uh, and the juices that I had, some of them were very well made because they had some uh, very unique uh, combinations. So they had like uh, some of them were green juices, some of them had carrots and uh, some of them had beetroots. Some of them had lemon and ginger, which was sort of like an elixir that you have in between like a juice. Mm -hmm. And when you mix lemon and ginger, especially the way they did, it was like, you feel it all across your body, that awakened, you know, the feeling that every cell of yours is vibrating. Uh, especially as you breathe in on the second day, you feel so, you feel vibrant, you feel very subtle, so to speak. So that was a, that was a unique experience. It was good. Uh, three so days, three did you try a certain company's juice cleanse or? Yeah. You did. I, I just went for the most convenient one. There's a company called Freshy nearby. And uh, they had the juices ready. Um, yeah, and that's what I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, I think it's called Sufa. Sufa, okay. But they're out on the West Coast. But oh. the great thing is, was they had free shipping. Oh, okay. So, yeah. you know, I'm on the East Coast. You try to ship anything from the West Coast, it's really expensive. Yeah. So they did have like a ginger drink, digestive drink, a small one that you take first thing in the morning. Yeah. Um, but that was that's hard to drink because to me that it tasted so bitter and know. hot. You know. Yeah. yeah. You got to get used to it. You know, like I mm -hmm. also never, I never have ginger, but I sort of it grew on me. Yeah. So would you do it again? The mushroom experience. Oh yeah, I would. I would. <laughs> and I, I, now I know what to expect because when it comes to mushrooms and any plant medicine, scene and setting is so important, right? Scene, yeah. Right? The setting is where you do it. Are you comfortable? Are you safe? Scene is like, how do you show up? What are your intentions? Are you just doing it for fun? Are you just wanting to have a good Saturday, Sunday with your, with your buddies? Or are you doing it for a sacred specific reason? Mm -hmm. And if the intention is there, then it's such a different experience. It's more uh, divine and that's how I like to, you know, treat plant medicine as well. And now I know, you know, like, be very clear, like communicating with the hosts. What's your intention? How are you going to hold space? What can I expect? Things like that. But I'll do so, it again. So what was your intention for trying the mushrooms? Uh, my intention was multifold. One was that as an entrepreneur, uh, we rely on our brain, right? Everyone relies on their brain, but more so entrepreneurs. And um, what tends to happen is over the years, your brain is firing certain down certain neural pathways and you're used to the same route. You're used to the same way of thinking. You're used to the same way of solving problems, you're the same familiarity, right? It doesn't lead to new breakthroughs. And so what Mushroom does is it um, rejigs your brain, to, so to speak, uh, overloads your brain with uh, the chemical that's in magic mushrooms, psilocin, psilocybin, and it replicates serotonin. So firstly, it, it overloads your uh, serotonin receptors, making you really overwhelmingly happy and joyful. But it also creates new neural pathways, connecting different parts of your brain that weren't connected before. So it's sort of like lateral thinking. You open up to synchronicity, new ideas, new ways of thinking. And that's what I was looking for for my business as well. Mm -hmm. right? Looking at the same problem, but in a different way. And that was one of that. The other one was also letting go of a lot of trauma from the past. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, a way you can do that, open to that synchronicity, yeah. is paying attention to the synchronicity. Yeah. Because the more you pay attention to the signs and the synchronicity, yeah. 
the more you're going to realize how much it happens. And then, yeah, maybe it'll happen more, but that's a good thing because that's what I call magic. And we are all magical. We live in a magical world Mm -hmm. and magic is happening all around us, but you have to pay attention. And when magic realizes, oh, AJ's paying attention now, let's send him more Mm-hmm. more signs his way see if yeah. he see as he sees this see if he yeah. recognizes pattern see if he you know exactly. so the communication then starts happening yeah i know i totally agree with that i totally agree with that and then what happened was then my mom got diagnosed with covid and uh she was completely healthy that was a weird part she's completely healthy she just had a little bit of chest congestion. And they said that we will, for the sake of it, admit her into a hospital, bring her back the next day because um, it'll help with insurance, right? And they'll give a little bit of medicine, come back. But then it was kind of weird. Once she went into the hospital, she got stuck there. It went deeper and deeper and they started hooking her up with all these steroids, antibiotics, painkillers. It was weird. And then they put her on the oxygen mask. The last three weeks have been like hell for our family. Up and down, crazy, emotional, overwhelm, stress. So she was on the, you know, like the oxygen mask. Then they put her on the ventilator. Then they said they had, she was having difficulty breathing. Her lungs are weak. Then uh, she, she had an infection, like, you know, like complications over complications. Then they did it. Now, then they did a few days back a tracheostomy on her. Uh, so her vitals are still strong at the moment. So, but it's so weird that, you know, she would, you know, go to the hospital, especially after taking both the jabs. Um, and so I've been you know, really chanting, praying, and a lot of our members, our listeners in our group have also been, you know, sharing and sending positive intentions, healing energies towards my mom. Because, uh, yeah, it's, you know, you sometimes you take things for granted, but the most important thing in life that we can feel grateful for is, is life and the people that are in our life. Nothing else. Yeah, I learned that lesson early because my father died of a heart attack at the age of 18. So I was away at school. I didn't know he had been sick or not feeling well. And Mm -hmm. so that's a hard lesson to learn that anybody can leave at any time and anybody can get sick quickly and, and leave and transition very quickly. without any preparation so I learned that if I love someone I need to tell them all the time which luckily I did Mm -hmm. you know every time I talked to my dad I would tell him I loved him and he would tell me he loved me so that got that covered yeah but from then on I made sure I told people that I cared about them and that I loved them. And then I took, started really taking care of my health Yeah, because I didn't want to end up like my dad. Mm -hmm. I didn't want, you know, he was 46 years old. Yeah. I'm now 48. So I've got past that age. That was a weird birthday. (laughs) Yeah. When you become the age of your parent and they had passed. Yeah. But yeah, my health is great. And, you know, my, I have a lot of heart disease in my family and I'm, my blood pressure is like low enough that it's normal, but that the doctors ask me, is it always this way? Yeah. Or they're like, oh, this this is really good. Like they never get anybody with normal blood pressure coming into the yeah. office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
No, that's so true. I mean, these days we have all these different gadgets and devices that can, you know, measure our level of health. And the more that we can do or take actions towards uh, restoring health, the better. At least we're doing our part, right? Like you said, nothing is fully under our control. But it also brings to my mind that, you know, like everything that we know in our life is, is that way because of a very delicate balance very delicate balance. Everything from our personal life, uh, the balance is what? Our heartbeat, our breathing patterns, uh, our pH level. So our body's pH level is 7.83. If it becomes six, it's too acidic. If it becomes eight, alkalosis, that's even worse. So if the pH of the body just shifts a little bit, there you go, you're out of whack, out of balance. Even the earth, the earth is literally a small little pebble that's darting through space. Any large asteroid can collide and we'll become like the dinosaurs. The same way, uh, Canada for that matter, USA, peace, civility. Tomorrow there might be a riot that starts. You'll, it won't be life as we know it, right? Or maybe like a war that begins. We'll be like, you know, like refugees or whatever, trying to seek support or comfort in another country. So everything is this very fine balance. And sometimes we don't realize that the amount of freedom, liberty, sovereignty that we enjoy as citizens and people of this planet is all because of this, this fine balance. And that's, that's, that's definitely to be grateful for because I live in Vancouver, beautiful sunshine, the best city, one of the best cities, access to the best, you know, like brains. I've not had any problems in, 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 in the city. And uh, that was, you know, one of my goals in my life is to move. Actually, my goal was to move to California when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But Vancouver is almost California with the added benefits of being in Canada, you know. So I do have many things to feel grateful yeah, for. And yeah, you, got, are, you got health insurance up there. I do have health insurance <laughs> up here, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, a big sore sure. point for us Americans, or yeah. you know, those Americans that care yeah. about yeah. universal health care. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's you know, it's these small things or big things. Yeah, make such a huge difference. Yeah. Balance is really important, I think, and alignment as well. Yeah, and the the key is is that you can bring yourself back into balance. Mm-hmm. If you recognize that you're off balance, whether physically, yeah. emotionally, mentally, spiritually, yeah, and then bring yourself, do what you need to, to bring yourself back into balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very true. The moment you decide, you can always do it. And to me, what I've also learned is like, you know, we talk about hell and heaven. Hell and heaven are states of the mind. That's mm-hmm. what it is. You can be in a beautiful, sunny location, beautiful day, birds are chirping. But if there's some disturbance in your mind, it's going to be hell for you. You're not able to enjoy the day, right? People are, are around you having ice cream, right? Jumping in the gardens, in the parks, enjoying themselves with their family. But if something is going, like in my case, I'm worrying about my mom, I cannot enjoy the day, no matter how good it is. On the other hand, it might be a bad day, cloudy, raining, but... If I have received the news that my mom is out of the hospital and I can meet her, that's going to be the best day for me, irrespective of what the outside circumstances are. Because my mind is free. You know, my, I've created heaven from within, so to speak. And right. so to your point, it's just people are one decision away from experiencing that heaven. And it all starts mm-hmm. from within, not from outside. Right. And I would say it's even more than the mind, it's consciousness. Yeah. Because yeah. even as people transition from physical to spirit, they could yeah. have a consciousness that still says, I'm going to be punished for what I did. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to hell for what I did. Mm-hmm. And they, they have that consciousness and they're stuck there. They can't yeah. move on because of fear. Right. Yeah. It's very true. It's very true. It's very true what you're saying. Yeah, it feels like the mushroom journey was sort of like a preparatory experience for me for going through this. I feel bad for my sister 
because they don't have the the mental backup that I have over five years of podcasting and doing all these different dialogues, mushroom, meditation, breath work. It has prepared me in a way. I know my mom is going to come out of this, but even in this journey, it's been a, it's been turmoil up and down, you know? And mm-hmm. so for people who are listening also, like, you know, every day is a good day to learn more about the true nature of yourself, to learn about spirituality, to learn about how energy works, to learn about consciousness and breath work and meditation and how you can, you know, shift your state ultimately, influence your nervous system using how you move, how you hold your body, how you breathe, how you think, taking back the power, so to speak. And I think the mushrooms too, just from your story, seems like it brought you back to the present. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the present is all we have. Yeah. You know, the past has already happened. You can't predict yeah. the future, too many variables. Yeah. But that's where you're going to find the joy yeah. and, and the happiness is in the present. Oh, yeah. I've got an incredible respect for mother mushroom. I call it mother mushroom mm-hmm. or mother mycelium because it's not me doing anything. It's not some chemical inside the mushrooms doing anything. Although you might feel, oh, it's psilocybin. No, it's psilocybin is playing just a small role. It's the, it's the sacredness. It's the spirit of the mushroom that works on you and decides what kind of medicine you need in that moment. And it's going to give you everything, right? And that could be fear. That could be discomfort. That could be joy, happiness. If you need discomfort, it's going to give you discomfort. Like in my case, I received so many messages. I was having a hard time downloading it in the morning. The morning when I was writing, I could see my hand, like my hand was playing games with me because I, I was like, wait, what pen am I using? Because I, I could see like 3D, you know? And I was like ferociously writing down whatever came to my mind. And one of the things that Mushroom told me was in terms of finding my partner. And she said, when it comes to finding your ideal partner, you should not go run behind the partner. You should work on yourself and become like a tree, like an acorn, large tree so that the right partner can come and play with you, if that makes, climb your tree, so that you're rooted in the ground, you're centered, and you're fully strong as a man, like deeply embodied in his masculinity, in his presence, right? You don't have to worry about everything else run over here. The right people will come into your life, whether that's a partner, whether that's a business partner or somebody who wants to invest in you, somebody who wants to collaborate in you. And that made sense to me because I've done human design. Have you done human design? A little bit. I have dabbled a little. Right. Because in human design, you've got different archetypes. And one of the archetypes that I am, from what I understand, is a projector. And the thing about projectors is that unlike some other archetypes, which are manifestors, who can sort of go out there and make things happen, projectors have to wait for what is called an invitation. You know, so they have to spend months or even years projecting a hologram and energy, so to speak, of what they stand for, their values, what they're good at, their skills. And then the right people will notice the projection and send you that invitation. And once that happens, you're going to blow up. So that was pretty interesting to me. It sort of made sense. And then the message I received from Mother Mushroom was also similar. Be a tree. Dig your roots deep into the ground. Know who you are know who you are not, you know, and then the right people will connect with you, connect with your essence, connect with your voice, and they will connect with you. Yeah, be grounded. Yeah, always be grounded. And then I think this is true of every human on the planet that, Mm -hmm. you know, we are all little projectors. And we're mirrors for each other as well. And when you want to be in a relationship, work on yourself yeah yeah work on your issues and i think the key to finding lasting love one of the keys is to really believe you deserve that love yeah exactly that's very true i've had that epiphany also yeah you can hunt for love do you really deep down feel like you deserve love are you worthy enough you have to get to the point where you're like look this is what happened to me I was Mm. in my late 20s. I said, how many guys I'm going to date? 
you know, this is not really what I want. I came to the point, I was like, I want to be in love. This is what I deserve. And I'm going to wait until that comes. Mm -hmm. Well, it came pretty soon mm -hmm. after that, because I met my husband probably like a month later. But it's just saying that to myself. I probably wrote it in my journal, which is even mm -hmm. better, right? Say it out loud. Put yeah. it in your journal. Put it out there. This is what I deserve. This is what I want. Yeah, it's very true. Very true. And I'm also, I've been told and I've been thinking about writing the ideal characteristics of the type of, you know, partner that I want. Oh, I've the done qualities that, too. that I, yeah. you know, emulate. Because if you don't know what you want, you're sending confusion into the universe, right? Right. Garbled information. The universe is like, yeah, hey, we don't know how to help this guy. Let's just not send anyone. So, you know, clarity in every form and every dimension of your life is important mm -hmm. so that I can just you know, project the energies and work on my tree, so, so to speak, which, is, which can take time. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, AG, for coming on the show. Um, why don't you share how people can find your podcast and connect with you if they would like to do that? Sure. By the way, you didn't tell me whether you've tried mushrooms. Have you done mushrooms? <laughs> <laughs> he knows I avoided that. I have not tried anything. Oh, okay. Um, if for my listeners already, if you don't already know, I'm a spiritual shaman. I'm a Reiki right. master teacher. I can go to those spirit realms, mm. those invisible realms without taking anything. Yeah. So I don't really feel like I need to or want to. My mind is okay. expanded, AJ. Okay. And I expand it all the time by what I learn and talking with people like you and working with my clients. And, and I'm always evolving, always moving. Fair. So one thing for you, I didn't jump directly into like a magical mushroom setting. I tried microdosing a couple of weeks prior to that. Mm -hmm. Microdosing is having like one tenth of the experience. You don't really get high at all, but you just get a nudge in your in your brain. It's just a little subtle shift, and then you can decide if you want to go there or not. But I just wanted to, you know, put that seed and and let you know about the possibility of microdosing, which is you know completely safe. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know. Um, Everyone has their own experience and their, their own time. Divine, I believe in divine timing as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, if somebody wants to know more about what I do, then you can find me at my7chakras.com and the My7chakras podcast available on all platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iTunes. Um, I also do breathwork, as I've shared before. I do one-on-one -on -one sessions, group sessions. We have a monthly membership also. And if you want, if you're fascinated about breathwork, I've got a free course for all of your listeners. And that'll talk to you about the basics of breathwork, the science behind breathwork, and why breath is so important from this point perspective of science and spirit. So if you want to get that free course, it's my7chakras.com forward slash free breathwork course. My7chakras.com forward slash free breathwork course. And uh, yeah, it's friendly email format so that in the morning you read the email, learn something new and shift your life. Great. Well, thank you so much, AJ, for being on my podcast and being so supportive over thank the Thanks years. And I hope to have a popular podcast like yours someday. Absolutely. What I've learned over the years, uh, if I may, is although I've crossed 5 million downloads, for me, it's about just influencing one person's life. You know, if you do a podcast and there's just one person listening or two, and if they like it, then your job is done. So you know, the numbers are good, but ultimately it's about the impact that matters more, right? You don't need right. numbers. to make Right. So all the best to you on your journey. Okay. Thanks, AJ. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you have a weird experience to share, please email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Check out our website on tinakinneyclark.com. 
Also, we're on Facebook and like us on Facebook and share your favorite episodes with your friends and family. I look forward to hearing about your weirdest experience.